feels a little chill. Can I bring him this blanket? Sure. All right. It's sad when a mother has to speak the words that condemn her own son. But I couldn't allow them to believe that I would commit murder. They'll put him away now, as I should have, years ago. He was always bad. And in the end, he intended to tell them I killed those girls and that man. As if I could do anything except just sit and stare, like one of his stuffed birds. Oh, they know I can't even move a finger, and I won't. I'll just sit here and be quiet, just in case they do suspect me. They're probably watching me. Well, let them. Let them see what kind of a person I am. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Yeah, and of course, that was Norman Bates. And we got another tranny insanity psycho killer as well. This is what happened at uh, Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church on Sunday in Houston. And um, interestingly enough, mainstream media and the Houston Police Department insist on calling this guy a woman. <laughs> I don't know how they addressed uh, Norman there. Yeah. Mrs. Bates, did they play along with the insanity there as well? Uh, and this one is not named Norman Bates. This one was named Jeffrey Escalante. Our shooter is identified by driver's license as Janice Marino. 36 years old, Hispanic female. But there are some discrepancies, said the Houston Police Department's commander. Some discrepancies. You mean between the driver's license and the body? The body? You, know, you got a body here. If these people can't conduct their investigation to see what gender, sex, and gender and sex are the same thing, they can't conduct an investigation to see. <laughs> so confused and confusing everybody else. And of course, the media is having a field day with that. We do have reports she, this is the Houston uh, Police Department. We do have reports she used multiple aliases, including Jeffrey Escalante. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports she has been identified this entire time as female. Are they afraid to dead name this corpse? <laughs> oh, this is just beyond absurdity. The fact that our police and the media and the government would all play along with this. And I told Karen this the first day. I didn't cover this because, you know, they were saying, well, it looks like a female shooter somewhere between the age of 30 and 35. There was no name or any identification. They said, and there was a, we think that when she was accompanied, uh, she was in a trench coat with a long rifle, they said. Accompanied, brought in uh, a five-year-old child. A five-year-old child has been hit. They didn't even, wouldn't say at the time, uh, whether the child was the same child that she brought in. So I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. But I told Karen, I said, that's a tranny killer. That's a tranny killer coming after church again, just like the one in Nashville. And look at all the hoops that they jumped through to keep that stuff quiet. And now it turns out that, yes, it is that same child that she brought in. 
Uh, the child is seven years old, not five years old. So a lot of this stuff changes as they go through. Uh, some, and it's interesting to see what different organizations focus on. Because we have somebody who's absolutely as a nutbag, psycho killer like Norman Bates. But of course, there was also a Palestinian sticker on the butt of the gun. So some media has focused on that made that the focus of their reports. Uh, some people have um, uh, focused on uh, the criminal record of this person who has a very, very long rap sheet. Some people have focused on the fact that this is an immigrant, perhaps an illegal immigrant from El Salvador. Some people focused on that. Of course, the New York Times focused on the fact that the killer was carrying an AR-15. Because all the rest of that stuff, the insanity, the illegal aliens in the open borders, the racism, the hatred for Jews as well as Christians, none of that matters. It's the AR-15. That's the thing we need to focus on, according to the New York Times. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Uh, let me uh, respond to some of the comments and tips here. I, I was going to do that before I went to break. And then I'll get back to this uh, on Rockfin. David Blackburn, thank you very much for the tip. He says, God bless, David. Well, thank you. That is a blessing. Uh, all of you uh, appreciate your tips. On Rockfin, Nancy Chambers says, my husband asked me to marry him the day after we met. Married five weeks later, and we were happily married for 58 and a half years until the vaccine killed him. I'm so sorry. But it is a blessing to have that. You had 58 and a half years, and um, that is a blessing. And, uh, and I hope that you'll be reunited with him as well. Uh, Rockfin, Andy said, I experimented for a little while using the term genetic code injection, <laughs> the GCI, when reporting if my patient took the jab or not. Nobody ever kicked my paperwork back. That's right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that, Andy. On Rumble. Uh, Heather Ram 29. Thank you for the tip. Says, thank you so much from Ontario, Canada, where they're trying to censor any talk at all about fossil fuels. That's coming out of Ontario. Um, you're a beacon in the darkness. Well, thank you. Uh, and if these people get their way, that will quite literally be <laughs> quite literally be in the darkness, literally in the darkness and the silence, the sound of silence. Uh, on Rockfin, Jason Barker. Good to see you. He says, I have 45 acres, mostly wooded. Can I get paid for scrubbing CO2? Oh, no. Bill Gates wants to come out and cut trees down because he said, you know, they're a fire hazard. And, uh, you know, when they die, they're going to release all that CO2 that they've captured. So we've got to cut them down and bury them, not make anything useful out of it, but cut them down and bury them. That's where these people are headed. Uh, getting back to this shooting, though, much to say. So a seven-year-old child, when she pulls up, they said she opened up the door, pulled out the seven-year-old and out of the back seat as well as the bag, uh, confronted a security guard who let her in along the west side of the building. So I'm not sure that confronted. They don't say whether that was a threat with a gun or something, or if she just uh, you know let me in. Or I don't know what the deal was. And I am saying she. It's not a she. It's a guy. Then he, this guy dressed as a woman, immediately starts firing after entering the hallway of the church. Off-duty officers who are working approved security jobs for the church. And again, what's the lesson about this? This is how you protect your schools as well. If you're going to have soft targets where there's a lot of people, most of them unarmed, you do need to have hired security. And, uh, and it's even better if you've got people that are caring that are identified by uniform. Uh, 
engaged, they engaged um, him in a gunfight. He and the child are brought down in a hail of bullets. The child was shot once in the head. They don't know who shot the child because there were, you know, two different groups of, um, they evidently had a lot of security there. It's a big church. They got like 30,000 people there and uh, lots and lots of money. In the hallway, multiple shots were exchanged by all three. She, they say, she eventually falls to the ground. It's a guy. It's a guy. Um, the seven-year-old child falls to the ground as well from gunfire. One gunshot wound to the head. Um, so, again, this what is disturbing to me about this as well? I'm reading to you. There's many different accounts I could have read to you from. Uh, but they went through the blow-by-blow here more on the ChristianPost.com. And yet the ChristianPost.com is using the killer's preferred pronouns. They're afraid to dead name this killer. The child remains in critical condition at the hospital. Two weapons were discovered from the scene, a 22 caliber rifle, which was not used, and an AR-15 with a Palestine sticker on it, on the butt of the uh, stock, the butt stock on there. The, um, we do believe that she does have a mental health history, said uh, the Houston police officers. Well, <laughs> these guys are geniuses, aren't they? Inspector Lestrade. I mean, you know, this is a tranny who's a man dressed up as a woman. Uh, yeah, we think this person's got a mental health history. Yeah, wearing it all over there. We do believe there was a familial dispute that has taken place between her ex-husband and her ex-husband's family, some of whom are Jewish. So we believe that might have possibly been where this stems from. Uh, isn't that interesting? This person goes to a church and sets it up and they're going to portray it as anti-Semitism. I don't know what's uh, going on with that. Uh, but I guess, um, you know, if you're going to talk about a hate crime, uh, it's okay to hate Christians, but if they find a Palestine sticker on the gun indicating that they, that the killer hates Jews as well, then, um, I don't know. Uh, so as you look at this, as I said, the training insanity is everywhere including the fact that we're going to focus on the Palestine sticker and not focus on the fact that they're there to kill people in a church. You have uh, world net daily WND says it was political. You have others that say it was uh, anti-Semitic. And of course the New York times ignores all the immigration, all the criminal records, all the politics of this person and focuses on the AR 15. We don't understand why these things happen, said Joel Osteen, but we know that God is in control. This is a guy who sells a prosperity gospel. When bad things happen, he doesn't have an answer for that. He's this Mr. Smiley face, prosperity gospel. Why do bad things happen to good people? He has no answer for that. He says, we're going to stay strong. We're going to continue to move forward. There are forces of evil, but there are forces that are for us. The forces of God are stronger than that. Well, that's true, but that's not the whole truth. And he misses a great deal of that truth. And uh, so, you know, when we were talking about this uh, with my sons um, and, uh, and with Karen, it was very interesting, you know, that this, again, this individual, a crazy Norman Bates type of person, a documented history of arrests and mental illness, an illegal alien, all the rest of this stuff. But I, 
as we were talking about it, my son said, I don't think that was the most dangerous person in the church that day. Maybe the most dangerous person in the church that day was Joel Osteen. <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, hello. Hello, Larry. You're the best. And thank you, Joe, Joel, for your positive messages and your book. I'm wondering, though, um, why you sidestepped Larry's earlier question about how we get to heaven. Um, the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, and the only way that the Father is through him. That's not really a message of condemnation, but of truth. Yeah, I would agree with her. I believe that. So that Jew is not going to heaven. No, I, I, I can Well, here's my thing, Larry, is I can't judge somebody's heart. You know, I don't know. Only God can look at somebody's heart. And so, I don't know. I just, to me, it's not my business to say, you know, this one is or this one isn't. I'm just saying, here's what the Bible teaches, and I want to put my faith in, uh, you know, in Christ. And I, I just, I think it's wrong when we go around saying, you know, you're not going, you're not going, you're not going, because it's not exactly my way. I'm just, I'm not going to be the God. believe your way. I believe my way. I believe my way with all my heart. But For someone who doesn't share it. Well, is wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if I look at it like that. I would, I would present my way, but I'm just going to let God be the judge of that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So you make no judgment on anyone. No, but I about atheists. No, I just, you know what? I let, I let somebody. Let, I'm going to let God be the judge of who goes to heaven and hell. And I just, again, I present the truth, and I say it every week. You know, I believe it's a relationship with Jesus. But you know what? I'm not going to go around telling everybody else if if they don't want to believe that that's going to be their choice God's got to look at your own heart God's got to look at your heart and only God knows that you believe there's a place called heaven Smile. God is not in the condemning business he's in the restoration business his sermons are relentlessly positive, and that's made him a target of critics who say Osteen sometimes sounds less like a preacher and more like a motivational speaker you have to take the hand you've been dealt and make the most of it you know, you've been criticized for church light. Yeah, that's right. For a cotton candy yeah. message. Do you feel like you're cheating people by not telling them about the hell part? The no, repentance part? No, I really don't because it's a different approach. You know, it's not hellfire and brimstone, but I say most people are beaten down enough by life. They already feel guilty enough. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, wasn't it? Of course, that's a famous clip where he's on with uh, Larry King, and he had uh, many other things to say. But when the caller comes in and quotes him what Jesus had to say, this is what is an offense to people with Christianity. Um, when Jesus said, I am the way, he didn't say I'm a way. He said, I am the way. And then he says, no one can come to the Father except through me. And so no one the way, and accept through me. Those are all very exclusive, and that's the thing that is so offensive to everybody about Christianity, that exclusivity. But if you don't believe what Jesus says, don't call yourself a Christian, Joel. When you are ashamed of the gospel, you're ashamed. You don't want to offend anybody. Why? Because you're making millions of dollars. You, got, you bought a, 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 a basketball arena, and you just retired that $100 million debt. He is selling the spirit of the time, the spirit of the time that says we're not going to judge anything that anybody does. We're not going to set up any standard for anything that anybody does. That is not a loving thing. You know, it was all, back when I was in school, people would talk about the Great Awakening that was a precursor to the American Revolution. And at the center of it was a piece by Jonathan Edwards 
Sinners in the hands of an angry God. That sounds like a real condemning uh, piece. And he talks about the fact that uh, at any moment, uh, our foot might slide and we might fall into this pit of eternity. Are we uh, right with God at that point? And Jonathan Edwards um, didn't scare people into uh, a great awakening as much as he offered out the, the the idea that uh, God is offering something better for you. He is offering, and, and, and the fact that God's mercy and grace is being extended to you. He says, um, you know, you could be dead already, except that God has given you more time. Are you going to thumb your nose at this mercy of God? Because if you do, there is a massive condemnation that awaits for you. That is not judging people. Uh, that is saying what Christ said. And that is, if you believe what Christ said, isn't it loving to tell people to try to avoid the worst thing that could happen? That's why my son said, Whistler, I said, well, I think the most dangerous person at that church was not the shooter, but Joel Osteen. Because Jesus said, don't fear those who can destroy the body, but, destroy, uh, but fear him who can destroy the body and cast the soul into eternal hell. That's what you should be afraid of. Not of the tranny shooters. You should be afraid of God. You should be afraid of a God whose wrath has not been appeased by Jesus' sacrifice. And that's the key thing. And when you offer that, that's a, a free offer for anybody who wants to take advantage of that. And we do all stand condemned. You know, he says, well, I don't want to. We're all, you know, everybody's feeling like, you know, there's certain things that they need to do. And then he starts talking about, well, they could be better parents. They could be better. No. We are all in rebellion to God, in rebellion to God. How does it get any worse than that? And so what do we do about that? Well, fortunately, God has provided Jesus to take away our sins and to give us his righteousness. And so we can offer our lives then to him and the things that we do are now acceptable. That would not be acceptable. It'd be like uh, sacrificing an unclean animal or some kind of a, a weird thing on the altar if we didn't do it. And that's what he's calling people to do. He's calling people to do something that God never called them to do. And as far as the obedience goes, as Jesus said, you know, when he was very merciful to people, uh, again, he gave his life for people, but he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He would, um, he would uh, engage people, but he would not leave them the way that they were. And uh, so he would give them the power to change their lives. He would give them the power to change their relationship with God and that God would change what they want out of life rather than being focused on prosperity or your best life now, which is what made Joel Osteen famous. The David Knight Show is a critical thinking super spreader. If you've been exposed to logic by listening to The David Knight Show, please do your part and try not to spread it. Financial support or simply telling others about the show causes this dangerous information to spread farther. 
People have to trust me. I mean, trust the science. Wear your mask, take your vaccine, don't ask questions. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show.